0: so here we are with Ian, the future gary how are you doing my man hey,
1: how's things, how are you
0: yeah good so talk Sorry. about the cycle then so where did you go what happened
1: so there's a lovely uh there's a lovely cycle path the entire way of kind of the the coast all the way into dublin city center and um me and my mate got up early this morning went on a cycle there decided that that wasn't enough and went uh went a little bit further and uh finish up in this place called Hote and it's like a lovely hill it's like a little island on the outskirts of uh, of Dublin and uh you go up it and you can from the top of it you can just see the entire city and it's just ah, uh, it's the perfect day for a sunny day perfect place for a sunny day that and
0: incredible.
1: uh it's it's deadly I'm, I'm, we're kind of lucky like I'm lucky I'm uh, I live on the coast towards the coast um because I, like if I take off on a cycle or a drive when I just want to like I leave about a minute from my house, and then I'm see the entire way to uh, wherever I want to go. Really, um, so it's great. It's lucky otherwise, it could be stuck in somewhere like London or the center of Ireland, and then just never see the sea and never see like the the beach. And all that would wreck my head. It's a uh, it's a lovely way to kind of just cycle or drive by the sea and hear the waves or something. And just just relax.
0: It sounds amazing. Any difference is danger really is you're not coming back. It just sounds amazing like getting lost and keep going on an adventure. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, you just keep going and then eventually like you'll just go right it's cold or you just you get hungry and I get hungry a lot. I'm am a fat boy so I enjoy a lot of food.
0: <laughs> okay, that is a big question now. Let's talk to me. What's your favorite post-fight junk food? This is the most important question of the
1: podcast. We need to Dominoes. Oh. Dominoes. Every everyone knows it literally, like, when we finish a fight and we go back and we sit in the hotel, everyone's like, Ian, pizza? I'm like, uh, yeah. No, let's get on it. Um, (laughs) and when I come home, with pizza. I absolutely, um, I absolutely love pizza. Uh, I don't really eat as much. Like, everyone knows me as, like, pizza fanatic and just... (laughs) Pizza boy. Ah, pizza boy, yeah. Everyone knows it, but I just, um, I'm trying to stay away from it as of late and change over to kind of a bit more more healthy diet with this lockdown because I'm still fat. I still eat all the food in the world and I'll still eat whenever I want. Um, just, I don't want to be eating pizza all day. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I can. I just, um, I'm, I'm trying not to, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I just don't want to eat that much. <laughs> Cause I'll just get, I'll get huge. My love handles will get out of control, man.
0: <laughs> Big muffin top. Here we go. So a exactly so, bit more detail on this. What is your pizza? What is the go-to post-fight job?
1: Ham, bacon, chicken, pepperoni, and then extra cheese all over on top to keep it all condensed and so it doesn't fall off. And then two garlic breads and cookies. That's my deal.
0: No hesitation there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nope I, I may, I've, I've ordered that about 10,000 times I know exactly what I'm doing A ring Domino's and they're like Ian yeah yeah we'll have you now in a minute I don't even need to say it at this stage
0: no they just see the, um, the Cage Warriors card they're like okay cool it's time this get the slot ready and you know drop it for the venue Here after exactly weeks.
1: yeah that'd <laughs> so, be great if I get a sponsorship after Monday I will do that I'll make sure that they always have it ready to go no matter where I am
0: and I'll get commission on that you know I get my own slices of that every pizza I get a big slice of that that's fine um, so on that subject then so your weight cuts then do you do much of a weight cut when it comes to being oh uh, yeah i'm
1: I'm getting I'm get so I'm getting bigger and like I'm just naturally growing like I'm only 22 and I'm just constantly growing and that's just my body I can't stop that um like I fight at 170 and it's a it's a cut down the well to it but it's never really been hard ever it's gonna get harder as I get as I get older and as I get um as I kind of develop more, but, um, it's not something I ever, I've ever had a problem with, it's, it's not, it's not easy, you know what I mean, no mm. one ever likes cutting weight, and dieting, and cutting out carbs, and then doing a, a weight cut, like, sitting in a bath, or sitting in a sauna, no one ever enjoys it, and if you do, there's something wrong with you, but, um, yeah, like it's never really been a problem and I don't see it being a problem for a while. I'd like to, I'm going to, I said it to my coach, I'd like to fight at welterweight and middleweight if like there's short notice fights and dropouts at middleweight, oh, I'd, I'd happily jump in because it just means I can stay more active and after this whole COVID thing, I want to stay more active, I want to fight more, I'm, I'm making up for lost time. Um, in my mind, I was meant to fight twice already this year and none of them have, uh, have kind of materialised and that's wrecking my head, so <laughs> I um. I want to uh, I want to make up for them and, and get those two fights back. So I'll be looking to fight about middleweight and it. But um, yeah, I never really have a problem with them.
0: Well, there's a, I want to break down so much of that so far. So one thing I really wanted to highlight is the fact you're only 22. And you've got, I don't know, you're this far in your career already, sort of the three, four professional fights and cage warriors, you know, really up and coming and everything else, literally the future. How are you yeah. keeping this kind of discipline still, obviously, you know, the hype and you know, all coming true and all this kind of stuff. Are you you know, tempted to be a twenty two year old and you know, get pissed down the pot like a normal twenty two year old? No, <laughs> no,
1: no, never 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 really, man, to be honest. And you could like all my mates know and they all they're like, they kind of all respect it. Um they all kind of just don't even text me anymore at this stage, asking me to come out on a night out because they know it's gonna be a no. They know if I wanna be I'll text them. Um and they, they just assume that no matter what, if I don't text them or if I'm not out, I'm training or I have something that I need to do. And they all understand that I'm putting in the hours and the hard work to get where I need to be. And, yeah, look, I could be your 22-year-old and go out there and get smashed in the weekend and go on a three-day bender and then show back up on Monday and do the same again the next weekend. John, John, but I'm John. never going to get – yeah, exactly. But I'm never going to get anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I want to – I mean, look, he's a special, he's a special human. If he can do that every weekend and still, still get to where he is, then fair play to him. <laughs> Keep doing it because that's enjoying your life. But like, man, I wake up every morning and I, I wake up with a smile on my face and I go to bed with a smile on my face because I'm doing what I love. I like, I'm I'm 22, there's, there's people that are 40, 50, 60 that don't know what they want to do. And I'm just out here living my best life in, 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 in a sense, just waking up every day, training my ass off, to get to where I want to be and, and to improve and to, to just enjoy myself and have fun. And I haven't I can't can't not smile every day to it and, and enjoy myself. So I'll enjoy myself. Like I've drank I drank once this year and that was after James Webb's fight in London or in Manchester. And that was it. I had about six points and then that was it. Like I just I don't I just don't I'll go out and I'll stay sober and I'll drive home and I'll go to training the next morning or I'll I'll go out after training and I'll meet up with the boys if they're all having like a few drinks in the gaff or something, I'll just sit there with them and that's it. But I'm never no plus I, I just I'm wild as well, so I will go I will go wild and I, I don't want to be dealing with people going, Oh, you're not even that good of a fighter. Shut up. Ooh. Stop. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? People are <laughs> getting tick on nights out because they've got a few beers in them and all and they feel a bit brave. It's like, just stop. Don't get down this decision, you know? Don't get down don't get me in this argument. But um you know what I mean? Like plus that's just imagine I did like you ever see any of those stories about like Darren Till and the taxi and, that's Connor what I and get to. Punching, like the Irish Darren yeah, Till. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just or like Connor gonna punch that L man, like you're going, Oh man Like you're just setting a bad example for the sport and if I do that, it's not affecting me, it's affecting my teammates, because it's going to be all over, you know, Irish MMA star bats with some lad, or does this or does that, you know what I mean? It's like, it just i will not win. Get into it. I will win. <laughs> <I will> win. <laughs> win. <laughs> 100 Some random in bit. the pub get signed to They'd, want, they'd want to be about <laughs> 10 lads, 10 lads that jump me if they think they stop me, or break out a knife or something that's it, do because I'd kill them if if, if, if they started. Like some lad, some lad gassed me before in a night out, smacked the glass across the back of my head, and I just looked at him, and everyone went, oh, shit, They like, kind of, like, everyone just went silent, and then I in the beer garden, and I was locked at this stage, so I was like, nah, took my pint, finished it, put it down, right, see you later, boys. Where are you going? I oh, know, the hospital. Do you know what I mean? I just, I didn't even bother, and that was when someone glassed me, so someone was to... To come out and start shit at me and get lippy and all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with it. But if I'm if I have a few drinks and I'm out on a night out, yeah, who who knows what'll happen? So I try to stay away from it just in case because I've a reputation to to kind of uphold. And it's not oh he's he's this he's that It's me. I want that. I want to do it. So I don't want to go out and get locked and end up having a bad situation like that.
0: There's so much to really go over with this as well. It's that kind of, <laughs> that maturity as well, especially because, you know, it is tempting to be in these situations just to celebrate. But because you've got the foresight mm. to know, like, the possible consequences to sort of think beyond that and think beyond the initial, oh, if I prove myself, I, you know, validate it to this random pisshead who already knows who I am because of my fights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But one thing I wanted to say as well, I think you may be the happiest man in the Cage Warriors roster, maybe in MMA wow. in general.
1: <laughs> absolutely man i just couldn't i'm living i've said this before to people i'm literally out here just having fun i slag people online or i'll, I'll take the piss out of everyone it's literally because i don't care because nothing you can say can annoy me because i'm just having so much fun in life and like i said this to my mom a couple of days ago and she just looked at me as if she wanted to punch the head off me head off me i went yeah look if i die tomorrow i'd still be happy and she just went Why'd you say that? Why would you say that? And I'm like, I just wanted you to know, like, if I died tomorrow, I'd be happy. And she was like, get out of my face. Just, I don't want to see you. (laughs) And, like, all the lads know because I'm just out. I'm training every day, and it's what I enjoy doing. And you literally, you you couldn't catch me on a bad day, like, or in a bad mood when I'm training because... The only time I'm ever annoyed is when I'm tired because I can't train the extra training session I want to do or something like that. Maybe I'm drained and I'm just not in the right mood or I'm cutting weight and I'm a bit like, oh, leave me alone today, lads. But um, no, I'm just, I've been like this since day one. Do you know what I mean? Smile and energetic and just annoying.
0: (laughs) How are your family about you starting MMA in the first place, even before professional?
1: They didn't get a choice. (laughs) (laughs) They literally didn't. I told my mom I quit college before I'd even went to the gym. I went before I'd even gotten to the gym. I said to I I uh I was in college. I didn't like college. I just finished my first year, and I was about a month into my second year. I was like, look, I'll I'll go into the second year of college. I'll see what I think it's it's like, and if it's not for me, I'm done. So I went in and I was like, oh yeah, nah, this isn't for me. So I went in. I signed the forms. Uh, to to leave <laughs> and I went home and my mum was like to me what? you're not meant to be in college I was like ah, about that um, expect some money back in your account the other day uh, or in a few days and she was like why? And I was like I might have uh, might have dropped out and she's like what? you asked, I was like, no no you're not doing that I was like too late it's already gone." <laughs> and so I think like, it's my life they don't get to say it so whether that was me sitting at home not wanting to go to college and sitting on my arse and doing nothing or do, going and actually doing something with it they didn't have a choice and i look they're there for me every step of the way but that was something that was I didn't want anyone else's kind of input in so I just done it and I think it was about a week I about a week later I kind of went to the gym and I was like right I'm going to the gym now and then I I worked with my uncle full time every morning six a.m. to two p.m. and I trained every day. That was the way I worked. That was what I done. I left college, went working every morning, uh, cleaning windows, Paul cleaning windows everywhere. And then like it was up early. I'd come home. I'd have an hour nap, and then I could get two sessions in every day. Um, while I was an amateur before I'd even started, like kind of think I, before I'd even fought. I would, that was my the way I my, my thoughts into it, and uh, it was the best thing I've ever done.
0: I mean, wow. That that is some balls. I wouldn't go anywhere near my mum with that kind of confidence. I'd be like, I'm sorry,
1: I'll reapply. I'm
0: sorry, just run away. Fair fair play for that,
1: fair play. Well, like, at the end of the day, it's my life and I just, I don't want anyone else pushing me to do something that I don't want to do. Like, and and I feel a lot of people get trapped in stuff like that where they want to, like, they feel like they need to have an education or they feel like they need to go and get a good job like, you don't really, if you don't want to, like, if you're not pushed to go out there and make money, you don't have to because all your other mates are making money and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like me and my mate were only talking about this today on uh, on our cycle, saying that, uh, like, society's a bit mad whereby, like, you get criticised if you don't want to go out and make, like, a fortune. Like, some people I know are very happy to kind of just go about their day, doing their, their nine to five where they're, they're maybe a sparks or something like that and they're going out and th- and then they go out and have a few beers at night and they sit at home and they like they play at the PlayStation or they go to the gym. That's it. They're they are they are very happy and content with that. They don't need to make a, like a fortune or anything like that. And like that's the same way I look at this. It's like I'm doing what I love. And if I can do this for the next ten years and just make enough to to survive. And to like, like to pay my car, to pay any bills that I get over like, over next ten years, like if if I can do in all of that and just put food on the table, and then it's a win. You know what I mean? Then I get to go and I sit down and if if that's the case and I do retire and I don't maybe I don't retire with with a load of money there or maybe I don't do as well as I thought I was gonna do, then that's great. Then I'll go get a job or I'll do something that I want to do and that's the way I look at it. I don't have to like if I go in and I don't make a fortune. I've just spent ten years of my life doing what I love and giving it my all. Now I can go back to the drawing board and find something else to do. So, I just I don't really let anyone have a say in my life. I'll I'll ha- let people kind of help me, help guide me. But I don't want if I'm making a big decision. It's normally kind of on my own on my own part. And I'll I'll sit down and I'll debate it myself. And I won't even tell people. And I'll just do it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. That's so important. Again, that kind of, again, that sort of self-awareness and that kind of, I don't know, taking yourself out of that situation to understand, you know what? This is the time where I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna take this fight as serious as I can, and you can see how happy you are when you're in there. Like, no one, has got, no one has got that smile when they're that, the normal like nine to five.
1: <laughs> no, and if they do, then they've they found what they like. Do you know what I mean? Exactly that. So they get and, and they, they're in the same. They're in the exact same position I'd be in. But for their life and that, what they want to do. So that's that's the best way to be.
0: hundred percent. You're gonna have these jobs again after the fact anyway. Like you were saying, they're not gonna go anywhere. People are still gonna need those jobs. So you 100%. know, crack on as you are. That's perfect. And one thing I wanted to really get into with that, then you kind of touched on with the whole guidance thing. But so that kind of attitude to sort of say, okay, I'm headstrong. This is my decision. How did you find going into a coaching atmosphere then, going to a gym where you have to listen to that member of authority to sort of give you instruction and stuff? How did you find that transition between being well, headstrong I'm, and also being, you know, coachable?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I've always found myself very coachable since a young age because I like to improve. I don't want to be someone who gets, like, kind of stuck in the mud and thinks they're better than everyone else. And you shouldn't. No one's better than anyone else. But you may look like I've seen for years, we play. Um, Hurling and guy, and it's mad how you've seen people develop who weren't good, and maybe it was just they they haven't developed. Some people developed early and they got bigger and stronger and faster, fast and kind of late bloomers like myself. I was a late bloomer in life, like I grew when I was only like fifth year. Um, so like it's mad how you see kind of people develop slowly and how their skill set and how their kind of mindset changes. So. I've always been very coachable, like I've been doing boxing since I was ten. And even back then, it's a, it's about discipline. It's about not thinking you're better than the person who's beside you, but at the same time, wanting to be better than them. If you know what I mean. Mm. Like, I like as I say, I want all the Irish lads that are rising up now to do well, but I don't want anything to do better than me. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. That's that, that's that's just because I want to be the best. I want to be. I want to be better than all of them and I'm going to do everything I can to try to be better than all of them and that's it and like you have to be able to to put yourself in the position to learn and I think the club that I'm in is just it, it, it clicks perfect for me and everyone has their own little clicks and everyone has their own little styles and I just love the gym I'm in and like Chris and Tom my coaches they run a great gym and the people in the gym it kind of attracts the same the same mentality and the same kind of styles as it would all together like they all attract into the one place like all the lads that i train with are all of the same mindset they all want to be the best they all want to sit there and work harder and harder and learn more and more and more so look now i'm it's like heaven so i mean i'm not sitting there with anyone thinking they're better than all of us and there is they're gonna get knocked down this ladder pretty quick
0: again that's so important to understand the need for other people to develop and want them to develop but also keeping that competitive side to it, because otherwise you let people kind of... I don't know, you let them walk over you a little bit, but it's good that you've got that kind of headstrong side of it. Another thing I want to sort of touch on as well is your kind of persona, You're, you come across very confident, very composed, very relaxed. Have you always been like that? Is that something that's kind of developed through the fighting?
1: Yeah, no, I've always been like that. I've always <laughs> been that. I, when I was younger, everyone thought it was that I was that cocky little melty kid. But it was just the way I was, and back then, like even if like, like if I was in school and I was in first year and a sixth year looked at me, but like, what are you looking at? Do you know what I mean? It was just don't look at me. as i like, have just always been confident. I've always had a voice, and everyone definitely heard it. <laughs> I've, been to- I've been told since I was four to shut up, basically, every day in school. Ian, shut up, stop talking. Ian, shut up, stop talking. You're too loud. You're too loud. Shut up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I don't care. No, no, not happening sorry but um yeah I've just I've always been like that I've always been confident I've never really had any like self uh like disbelief or anything that I've always believed if I'm ever going to do anything I, I can do it the best of it, best I can and I'll be better than kind of a lot of people just because that's my mindset it's like I will push myself to be better than everyone at what I'm doing because I want to be the best doesn't doesn't matter what I'm doing it doesn't matter if I'm cycling a bike if I'm running or if I'm Doing MMA or do jiu jitsu or doing anything—if I'm painting a paint, I want to. I want to do. I want to paint better than someone else. It's just—it's just a competitive streak in me, and yeah, I've always—I've always been like this.
0: So with the actual MMA, then what inspired that? Because obviously, you know, you didn't want to go to college. You got that pretty, you know, set in stone. <laughs> in case there's anything I ask your mum about, that, that's fine. But um, <laughs> regardless to the MMA, then where did that really come into it?
1: Connor kind of kicked off. Irish MMA and it was in I was in third and fourth year and fifth year when um Connor was rising. So I met Connor I was doing work experience in a suit shop, um it's called Louis Copelands and it was a it would have been it it's one of the most like popular suit shops in, in the in the country. And that's where Connor used to go to get his suits one day. And I seen him in there one day. And I was like, that that's how I always remember it was fortune because I was doing my work experience. And I seen him in there and it was just when he got the tattoo and I was like, oh, like, I went in and told all the boys and they were like, oh, that, that's deadly. And um, that was kind of at the time when he was just about to fight, I think it was like Brandao or uh, Seaver or Poirier or something like that. And um, he was such a big deal back then and he hadn't even reached the potential of where, like, he was about to reach him no one knew how far he was going to go and kind of that excitement around him being in the ufc and that excitement of him fighting and everyone talking about him in school every morning and going just see that press conference last night oh, he's, he's so man. that kind of was the the final nail in the coffin i suppose for me to go to mma and i'd done little bits like i'd done boxing i'd done judo i I'd, I'd done one or two classes of jiu-jitsu um and yeah, I just went, well, I'm doing it, and I'm, I'm going to see what happens. I mean, Thank I... God it worked out, because if it didn't, oh, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> you got the confidence of nothing else for it. It should have been all right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, look, I think I could do anything if I wanted to. Like, I could definitely go in and sit there and talk to ear or someone and sell, sell shite to kind of like anyone if I needed to, but like, I don't want to do that. I want to punch my mates in the face and get away with it.
0: Well, This is it as well. I, think I didn't want to guess it was Conor. But I thought, you know, I will let you say it.
1: <laughs> no, it, it was, I think it wasn't Connor as such. Like it was obviously him, but it was the the hype mm. that he brought with it to like even seeing my mates every day in school when I'd go in in the morning, and they'd be just laughing at the press conference that day and just stuff he'd say, and like, oh, I can't wait to see him fight, and all. I was that kind of like took like infected me and wanted me to kind of aspire to do all that, and yeah. That was so well it was that whole situation. And it, the whole country gained a lot of fighters from that from, from him. Like a lot of a lot of fighters.
0: I can only imagine the state of SBG after, you know, Connor um and, and Fort Aldo. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I remember saying that every every time, Dick and Harry go to the gym.
0: Well, this so. is it this is it as well. Um but yeah, it's quite interesting that kind of the way you were describing that it sounds almost like you like being quite the performer, quite the exhibitionist, quite, you know, the man in the spotlight. So, so when you oh, always yeah, fight, you always I come I across like, movies. you know, you like being, you know, the man and really embrace the whole experience. Like, talk to me about behind the, uh, behind the scenes a bit, like in the changing rooms and stuff. Are you quite composed? Are you excited? Are you uh, nervous? What's your normal locker room kind of
1: mindset? Singing and dancing. <laughs> That's not a joke. Singing and dancing. Singing and dancing and warming up. I kind of have to be serious because everyone else around me is serious. And I'm not, I'm not at that stage where I can I can kind of just do what I want and and if someone goes to me like shut up I can kind of shut them out do you know what I mean like, if I want if I'm in if I'm in a locker room I, like my my favorite um, locker room experience was in was in uh, unplugged myself and Paul Hughes were uh, on the tunes and me and him like, we we're, were very much the same poor Joe McCallum was out the back shitting himself because me and him were just so uh, so, like, hyped up and ready to go. And it was Paul, then me, and then Joe was two fights after me. And he just, he was probably delighted that me and Paul were out of the, out of the change rooms and gone because we were just, we had uh, rap on, we were rapping the signs, we were dancing away, kind of just hitting pads and just sitting there, just, yeah, yeah. And he was like, these two boys are mental, like, we're going to have to fight. Me and we're at the back scene and dancing, like, but um, yeah, it's like, I never, like, I get a little bit of butterflies. Just before I, I walk out, but as soon as I hear that walkout song, everything's gone. It's just ready. It's it's time to go have some fun and do some business. But um, yeah, I don't really get nervous ever, um, and I'm sure I will one day. Um, but like I could count the times on my ha- on one hand, I've been I've been nervous. So um, yeah,
0: that is interesting as well. And if, another thing I wanted to sort of get at was like, again, this kind of momentum, this kind of. I don't know. It's almost an invincible feeling. How does it feel now being in lockdown in the sense of, you know, you've got this momentum, you have you know building all this hype and then for it to be put on pause without any of your, you know, doing? How are you yeah, finding that? That's,
1: that's the most annoying part of this this whole lockdown is the shift in momentum. I've kind of lost it. Um, So we'll see. I'm hoping when it resumes, people will be excited because we've been starved of of competition and we've been starved of live sporting events and everybody loves it so i'm hoping that when we would do resume back it'll 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 kind of just pick up where it started and if not i'll pick it up myself and i'll make sure it uh it kicks back off with a, a big finish but um that is the most annoying thing definitely with the the, the momentum i uh i wanted to ride 2020 like i wanted to, i wanted to go on this ride hard and i wanted to go in and smash everyone make a name, make a statement again. If people didn't know who I am, I wanted them to know. If, if people hadn't heard of me, I wanted them to hear of me. If people didn't see my fights, I wanted them to see my fights because I wanted them to see a, a vicious knockout or a great sob or a hard-fought decision, whatever whatever it may be. And, yeah, that's, that's just... I wanted people to, by the end of this year, I wanted my name to be up there with kind of like the top, top lads in Europe.
0: With that as well, did you have another fight booked in
1: whilst um Corona was going on
0: were you scheduled to fight anytime soon
1: i had two fights i had one one meant to be fighting on saturday night this saturday the 16th of may um belfast SSE arena K Drawers are coming back we're coming up to belfast and i was meant to fight on the last card before lockdown that went ahead but uh my coach pulled me out because i had surgery on my leg and i, I didn't get enough training and we hadn't got an opponent so it was just a smart decision on his half on his behalf and he done it and I had no arguments with him. But um yeah, so I was meant to have two fights, March twentieth and May sixteenth, and both of them have been cancelled and I'm not happy about it, but that's life remember. Who was the opponent you had for um this Saturday? I didn't have one. Didn't even have one for March twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna so, be there in your own. Let- I was well I hadn't I hadn't like even come fight week the week before fight week we hadn't uh two weeks out we hadn't got an opponent and I was named on the card since December. And people just wouldn't take the fight. So I don't know. Hopefully this whole thing just kicks back off and some some fool says yes. Do you because have... I
0: don't Sorry. Go ahead. Do you have a preference for who you have next? Would you prefer someone I don't know, a bit more veteran sort of stairs like a reese McKee or like yes. um, hack and Foss.
1: I think I'll get a a guy at the very top of kind of the division at all. I think I'll get someone who's who's been around the block who's a name and that'll kind of I think because this is the way K Dwar do. I look here I'd I'd happily fight one of the top guys. But I'm smart enough to know that k Warriors aren't gonna do that. Um so I'd imagine like they'll throw me in with a guy who's had a good amount of fights, he's experienced and he's well known in the UK and Ireland and if I when when I go in and I beat him, it'll set me up to kind of eh Gary's fighting this name and if he wins there this really this is a step up in competition and it'll really show us where he's at and this like I mean the person who's fighting this experience, blah 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 and then I go in and dust them and they're like, right, this kid's legit. That that's what I'd imagine will will be the will be the case and then we'll work from there and see who's about and what happens, what happens there, I don't know, but I know cage warriors aren't stupid enough to throw me in there yet. They're going to build me up because they want me to succeed. And they'll get me the right fights when I need them. They'll build me up slowly. They'll get me the experienced fighters. They'll be better and better and better and better and better opponents. And then when I sign for the UFC, I'll be ready to go because I'll be fighting people. I'll have worked my way up and I'll have done what I needed to do. So I know, and that's their business model. They've done that 96 times before me. So... It's not them
0: Well, this is something quite interesting about cage wars. I've always sort of appreciated is everyone who's ever spoken about them, who's fought with them, has always respected the way they've been treated. Because you do get those sort Mm -hmm. of fight shows where you get fed to the lions a little bit. They're like, okay, you're just there on the make a name, just get stuck in, and you know, (laughs) don't care if you come back or not. Whereas they seem to have a lot more like you know, I don't know, care behind the well-being of the fighters.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, to be honest, I think every promotion does. I think every every promotion wants their fighters to be safe and they want that like they care about them and stuff like that. But I just think Cage Warriors know that the better we feel when we fight and the more connected we all feel to kind of each other and the better our experience with Cage Warriors. The better it's going to be when we do well, because if we do well, we're only going to have nothing but high praise to say about everyone in the in in the organization and the people running it and the staff. Like I literally couldn't, I couldn't sit here and tell you a bad thing about any of the staff. Couldn't. I, would, I even if I wanted to, I couldn't. You know what I mean? And if I if I, if I could, I would. But I can't. They're all amazing. They've they've been nothing but like they've been nothing but nice to me and and my team, and they've looked after us all and it's amazing and it, it's 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 great to kind of have that feeling behind you of like they care and they want you to do well and they want you to succeed and they want they want to push you so that you can be the best and then when you make it there they'll be behind you the whole way and they'll be supporting you and it's it's just a lovely feeling so i kind of think it's just it's it's their business model and it's the way that they are and i think that kind of just it makes well, cage warriors what it is and why everyone loves it so much and yeah, I I kind of just I'm so happy to be where I am.
0: I think they definitely appreciate it. It works both ways. It's not just you know the fighters do everything. They've got them give a bit back, and hence why the relationship works so well.
1: No, hundred percent back. Like they work harder than you we do setting up events and organizing like transport and pickups and they, they, you've got to understand that that like they're 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 involved in this just as much as we are. Just they don't get punch around for a living. Like, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. So that's. So like yeah, I respect everything everything they do. Definitely,
0: I mean it's pretty thankless the amount of effort they put in all the sort of grief they get from everyone else. But yeah, they're doing um
1: they're doing a good job.
0: They're doing a good job.
1: Yeah, they are, they are they're doing a great job. Shout out Cage Wars.
0: Um, so talk to me you about your fight camps. Do you have a certain structure you normally follow? Is it per opponent you've got a sort of setup, or is it just training as normal? What's your usual camp kind of situation?
1: Yeah, so it's always just constant training it's never a stop like you'll pick it up for a couple of weeks coming towards a fight just so that you're pushing your body harder into the limit and then it kind of winds down towards uh, towards the fight which is the way everyone does um, does their camps but we're, like I'm never training for a specific opponent I'll always train to improve myself and improve my skills and maybe the little holds and the gaps that me and my coach feel that I need to improve on so that I can become a more complete fighter but then we'll have our little sequences or our little kind of avenues that we want to improve on specifically for this opponent as well as myself. So if I'm saying, just say, for instance, I'm looking at improving half guard top and my attacks and my pressure from half guard top, and then we're going, right, Ian, this guy's a great, great jiu-jitsu fighter. Let's work on some stuff on the feet. And we're gonna we're gonna try to stay on the feet with this. He's because maybe he's a legit black belt or something, and we don't want to just go to the ground because we don't need to. There's no point in going to the ground with someone that good on the ground when we're better him them on the feet. So let's work on some shots on the feet, and maybe we'll go over a few combos that we feel could could uh, we could capitalize on the fight and win. And that's the way we work on it, and and vice versa. Whether he's a great fighter and we want to beat him on the ground, we'll do that, and that's that's kind of the way we we um we work it out. We we pick little aspects that we think we're going to work in the fight. But we always constantly train to improve our entire our entire game, and then just yeah, just as we keep going, we're going to keep getting better and better and better. And the only time is to kind of tell how how far we can go.
0: Outside of the physical stuff, do you do anything supplemental, like any sort of mental sort of stuff with it? Any kind of I don't know recovery stuff, anything like that?
1: Well, I'm 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 sponsored by a brand called Ross Nutrition, and they send me out some of the best. Um, nutritional kind of uh products and that keeps like i, I use all that stuff when i go to training conditioner and i wake up and i have my tablets and i have, uh, like all of my amigas and my vitamins and stuff like that and uh other than that i like i to be honest man i don't need to do anything m- mentally like i'm so mentally strong anyway that like good luck kind of breaking me down and if you do fair play to you but um i'm mentally strong like and That's not saying that I don't sit at home and I don't moan at anything, or I don't sit at home and I don't go, Why am I doing this? Like everyone does. But like, I just go to bed. Like, I wake up the next day and I do it all again. And whatever I I go to bed with, I forget about and I, I sleep it out. And I just, if I'm ever feeling kind of. Like a bit sad or a bit emotional or something, I'll get up in my car, I'll go on a drive, I'll sit out and look at the sunset, or I'll go up and I'll look at some look look at uh look at the, listen to the waves or something, and then I'll go home and I'll go to bed. You know, go to training the next morning. I never really kind of think about anything, but um, yeah.
0: But that's kind of what I was getting at a little bit because when it comes to sort of game day focusing performing, that seems pretty you know settled in you've got a sort of formula that works for you it's going really well but more the outside of that the sort of the wear and tear of camp the kind of expectations and all this kind of stuff and the general fatigue anyway like when you're not training what's your usual like way of like chilling out and stuff and like you know get your mind off i'm of it? just a,
1: i'm just a normal day just just sitting at home when i'm not training yeah, yeah. Ah, food food <laughs> And food, um, I food? eat like a, <laughs> I eat like a truck. Oh, Skittles and Dairy Milks and Doritos and Hunky Dories and Monster and oh, I'm a, I'm so fat, man. I could sit here all day and list all the foods that I. eat.
0: What flavor Monster? Like, though? What flavor Monster? Are we saying? Go on.
1: Well, it, it depends. I like the uh, I like the punch, the pink can. Oh, um, oh, here we go. I are like the, I like I like that one. I like. Uh, have you seen the? They like the twisty cat balls, yeah, yeah. I like the blue one of them. I think it's like super fuel or something. That's because it's not fizzy and it's refreshing, and I like that. And that, that, that you're like that going Whoa, all day. Like, I'm sitting there playing the PlayStation, I'm like that, glued in. <laughs> um, so like, I played a PlayStation with my mates, I'll play a bit of uh, Call of Duty with the lads. Play some zone, zone. Oh. yeah, absolutely. how
0: are you? That?
1: Yeah. Go good. Yeah, our team is our team is pretty, pretty good. We're, we're the daddy clan. <laughs> So, my name's Daddy Daddy Cool. Um, my mate's name, I don't know if I should say them <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say them anyway. My mate's name is Spanker Daddy. My other mate's name is uh, Daddy's Hairy Gooch. <laughs> Daddy's Tasty Foreskin and all sorts of mad names. But, like, we've played so many games that when people come back and see us, they're like, oh, we played these guys. We know who these are because you're never going to forget them names. <laughs>
0: You definitely won't see two of them and like you know when you're like chatting shit over the mics and stuff oh i'll beat you up oh yeah we're starting and then it's probably you like you know what go on youtube if you fight past if you've got it and just you know
1: <laughs> my mates, my mates are always like i'm like because i just kind of just like i i get into it a little bit but my mates would be a hell of a lot better at slagging than i would um i'm the guy that normally laughs at the slags as opposed to does the slagging yeah, yeah um but like there's a few people where they go daddy daddy cool like you're this and you're that and I'm like shut your mouth or send me your location or do something don't send just location. sit there and talk them. Like, yeah exactly send me location but uh, yeah they just it does wreck that That wrecks my head people screaming on the mic at you going hey, easy 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 I'm like oh, oh ticks but uh, no I just a normal day for me would just be kind of relaxing getting out of the house going to train and like, that's what I like to do. It's not like I train as a job. I train because I enjoy it. Like, get out on the cycle, like now, and just kind of get out and get some fresh air and um, eat like a horse.
0: Do you do a lot of road work? as it always on the bike?
1: No, I hate running. You couldn't pay me enough to run. Fact. I hate it. Oh, it's the most boring thing on the planet. Everyone's going around like, 5k, 5 people, dominate, or not uh, donate 5, i <laughs> No, Is I'm like, I'm challenge. not doing any Just of that. Dominate. I'm like, I'm not, yeah, dominate five.
0: Hello. I'll dominate
1: five people.
0: That's the premium account. don't worry.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, so you have to pay more for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got tagged in so many of them, and I literally supplied to people going, thank you but no thanks. And they were like, What? Wow. I was like, I'm not running. I, I don't care if it's for a good cause. I'll donate the Unfollow. money. And I, Look. <laughs> I, I, I donated the money and all, but like, I'm like, I'm not running 5k. And they're like cycling. Like, no, I was like, I'll cycle when I want to cycle. Like, I'm not cycling to do something like that. But now I have to, we're doing this thing in the gym. Um, so unfortunately, like, infor- so this um, young kid, uh, Dara, he was a uh, part of our gym. He committed suicide. Um, I think it was two years ago now. And um, we're doing this team now for the gym to raise money um, for charity. And it's run a thousand K or a thousand kilometers um, in a week or something like that. I think it's a week. Um, and that's between the entire team. Mm. So like everyone in the, everyone in the gym is going to post a link up and we're going to, um, we're all going to run it together. So whether it's, it's 2K or whether it's, it's 10K or whatever you're doing, we're just all going to run it. And, um, raise some money for a, a good cause we done it last year um we done a, a rollathon so loads of people came down to the gym and um done some uh just jiu jitsu it was an open mat and everyone came in and donated some money and then just just rolled and it was it was amazing so obviously we can't do that this year <laughs> but uh come Monday I'm going to have to start running for something and you're not you're going to see me not happy then
0: are you not gonna be but smiling? Like, you probably will be smiling anyway, you'll find a way. Not when
1: I'm not when I'm running anyway. I that's don't fair. I just don't like it. I might just walk it and just be like, yeah, done. So you run to the back, uh, you'll
0: be all right. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Tell you what, that might be a way. That might be a good way to get me to run. Order my dominoes, run to dominoes, run home. Just
0: takeaway so as well. So the, you know,
1: That's a good show. Exactly. And you're getting the workout on the way. But um yeah, so that's what we're doing. So I will have to do some road work, but I hate it. I hate it. But um, like I'd cycle, I'd cycle no butter. Um, I absolutely love cycling. Um, I just feel it. So I put my headphones on. I, I put the tunes on, and I just I just go, and I just get into the zone, and I just keep going and going and going. And yeah, you know, I love it. And I'm not like it's not like I go like I'm just going casually. I mean, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm overtaking cars and stuff like that. Like I'm flying along on my bike. So uh, Is that yeah, cameras that, like, <laughs> Oh, just like gone. <laughs> but uh, like I'd done about I was saying we went up so we came down the back of that hill I hoped and I'd say I'd done about 60-70 kilometres coming down the back of the hill like just flying down just sitting there like that mm, just just hoping I don't die just go, please don't fall please don't fall <laughs> but uh, Speed oh, man, I just yeah, oh exactly just the adrenaline the adrenaline rush is unreal like my mate was like me, I, to I waited for him at the end and he was like oh, I wasn't even bothering trying to keep up I was like yeah I'm sorry I just put my headphones on I get into a groove and I'm gone
0: what are you listening to when you're cycling besides my podcast?
1: Uh, <laughs> I <was a> given. <laughs> to, yeah, I was I was. I actually hate listening to the podcast when I cycle because I feel like I want to put like tunes on. I want to like go to the. I want to yeah. go to the beat. Like I listened to um, I listened to Joe Rogan and Elon Musk do the other day, and I had to turn it off halfway so of, like, so I was strange. like, I was like, oh, it's nothing to do with that. Like I I enjoyed listening to the podcast. I was like, I just can't listen to it when I'm cycling. That's for something when I'm at home. And, I'm sitting around the house and I'm in, or maybe I'm in bed and I'm just relaxing and I'm listening to this podcast or I'm on my phone or something. But when I'm cycling, um I was listening to uh I listened to some like groovy tunes and it changes from day to day. If I'm in like a, a proper aggressive like I wanna cycle as fast as I can, I'll put on some like some house music or some like some stuff like you'd, you'd listen to at a nightclub and I'll go at it. But um if I wanna chill down I'll listen to kind of some uh, some rap or some um some old, old funk little, something to give you a little bit of groove on, something you're dancing to. Like, um, I was waiting for my mate today and a bit of uh, Pellinatini come on. I was like, wah! Did, 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 did. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, just say a song, come on.
0: The energy in this conversation. I feel like I'm going to go out and, you know, reluctantly run and just feel like, I don't know. I love it, it's infectious. Uh,
1: every, every, everyone always says this to me. They're like, how do you have this much energy? I'm like... I don't know. Like, I came out to my garden the other day, and my um, my mom and my, my sister and my uh, my brother and my dad were all sitting out there, sitting out the garden eating. And I was just like, came in and started dancing to the music. And they were like, You just finished your cycle. Like, you okay? I was like, I'm going to just, just the music's taking over me. And they were like, Sit down. I'm like, No, don't want to. Like, just dancing in the garden. They're like, You actually are crazy. Like, I'm like, Can't do anything about it. I've been like this since I was four, and I'm not going to stop now
0: can't stop crazy it's
1: so good exactly can't stop bone stop
0: <laughs> exactly that <laughs> wow uh where do we even begin with this i mean that rollathon what was that was that how long did you do that for with your friend
1: yeah well so we we kind of so that was a load of people just came from different places in in dublin or in the country or wherever and they just came down to roll and i'd say i'd done about 15 20 rounds in a row just rolling jujitsu gi and it was just just because it was a great cause and i enjoyed it and I, had, I had a good bit of fun i'm not looking forward to this one as much though that has to be fair
0: yeah because our gym we had a similar thing one of our teammates passed away he um, killed himself as well we did a, yeah. so it was a 24-hour roll thing for um for um calm the mental health suicide prevention yeah. people yeah. and the thing is our gym is massive so like the first couple hours it was fine but when it got to like the early hours in the morning man i was freezing it was horrible it's big, like empty <laughs> warehouse just freezing
1: yeah um. no that's not ideal at all no we uh our team is actually quite small um but we do a lot with the space we have um but like you come in on like a, a night time and it's boiling and uh you're just like, yes, we're gonna get a good session in tonight because you kinda of lose that element in a big gym because it's freezing and you put the heaters on and you're like like I've I have bad rhinoids on my feet so like my circulation to my toes, like I'd be sparring with the lads and like my feet are white, I can't feel them, I can't move my toes and they're like I just can't feel them. And uh, I wear socks a lot of times to kinda of warm them up. I couldn't do that in a big gym. I'd be wearing I'd be wearing gloves and like actual gloves on underneath my gloves and, and like big fluffy socks. <laughs> to warm up so I uh I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a uh, biggest fan of that now
0: big fluffy socks and resting shoes thank me later it's all right
1: Ab- absolutely I'll do it. <laughs> I don't wear shoes. I never wear wrestling shoes I just wear uh just the L feet just 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 the L feet that's about it keep it nice and uh nice and natural
0: do you train much in the gear like during fight camp and stuff
1: so I never used it and then come the end of last year after my fight um in November I went straight back into the gi after my fight because I had nothing lined up and I always want to train in the gear. I just, I don't do it because I don't want to cross over and to be honest, normally when I'm training, uh, I never I never have time to train in the gi because I'm always going, right, I've trained in the morning, then I've got training condition and then I've got technique at the night time. So when I don't have a fight lined up, I always want to get back in the in the gear and then um, I'm Really looking forward to get back into it because it offers you a different outlook on jiu jitsu and gives you a different game. In jiu jitsu, no gi is a lot faster and a lot more kind of athletic. I don't know if, to, if that would be the right word, but like mm-hmm. there's a not, there's a lot more athleticism in the no gi You're trying to flip and get out of situations and scrambles, whereas in the gi, you can kind of just slowly grab hold. I'm not saying it's, a, it's not athletic, I'm just saying that you need a lot more stamina for uh, an OG round and a new GI round because you can sit there and kind of wait time a bit holding someone's lapel and trying to break it. And like you have a strong grip, like you're not breaking that. So you're going to spend some time trying to pull it off and just break it and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah. But um, no, I absolutely, I, I love, I love training the GI. It's a different feeling. I want to get back at it. And um, I'm looking forward to getting, getting just, I'm looking forward to just getting back training with, with everyone. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Just training and enjoying myself again, going back and just, punching my mates and taking it get, like getting into broads with them and just putting the hard work in together and then sitting down again going that was a tough session yeah see you tonight
0: I couldn't <laughs> imagine what it's like living with you at the minute like <laughs> like a so bunny
1: running around in circles <laughs> um, just backing with my mum every time I see her like I just just grab a hold of her and she's like and yeah. And I'm like, come on, fight me! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! She's in. Like, <laughs> she's like, she's in. Like, oh, she knows! Like, I'm, I'm, like, she knows what to do. Like, any time I will grab her from like behind and put a body lock on her, she like fight the hands into me, like hip into me, and stuff like that. And I'm like, go on, exactly. Jesus! I just start throwing hammer fists. So <laughs> but um, she uh, like we just take the piss out. Of it. But I'm trying, I try to get out of the house as much as like as much as i can i don't like i don't like being in my house i like being in my house for eating and sleeping that's it um and on a normal day i'd leave the house at like 10 o'clock in the morning i wouldn't get back till 10 at night nearly i'd be in for maybe half an hour half an hour there just to pick pick up my clothes pick up my training gear and throw some training gear to wash and leave but that's it i'm never really in the house
0: what's your training like at the minute then have you got some sort of structure or just sort of plan it by a
1: Trying to play here, just just cycling, keeping fit, doing some home workouts, and then yeah, just this it is what it is. Like, we can't really do much. You know what I mean? We're all in the same situation. It's not great, but we do what we can.
0: Are you gonna be an Insta chick? You can be one of those girls. Huh? huh? You be like an Insta chick. You can have like um booty workouts and this kind of stuff. Be one of those guys.
1: I've a I've a massive arse So if I wanted to, I probably could. I have a bigger ass than most women out there. Um. Got a cake So, I I could probably like. <laughs> Do one of them ones, booty on fleek. <laughs> just put it, set up an Only Fans and just tell no one. and then just, make loads of money, It'd be grand.
0: <laughs> yeah, instead of like um your ticket commission, it's all like Only Fans and stuff.
1: Exactly, You'd be like just don't bother doing anything. Just go follow my Only Fans there. Yeah. it's just pictures of my arse online. Yeah, sweet. Cheers, thanks.
0: Thank you for listening, guys. And this episode has been sponsored by Mauler MMA. Use code FC MMA twenty at checkout on maulermma.com for 20% off on all products.